adjust. <laughs> it must it, be your ass. Because it ain't your face. I need a tip drill. Maybe that's what the tip drill is, because the ass is big, but like. What? What is a tip drill? I don't know. <laughs> Very. I've, I've never drill. asked this question before. Tip drill. <laughs> what does tip drill mean? A woman who has an attractive body but less attractive facial features. <laughs> I thought that was like a butter face, but I mean, I guess a tip drill is. Like oh, a with big boobs and a big ass, but isn't pretty in the face. Normally hoes, according to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Thank you. You see a tip drill well, point out where I'm she at? Because I'm not a hoe, which means I can't be. Well, it's normally hoes. It's not exclusive to hoes. You can be someone who's not a hoe and be a tip drill. But on average, hoes tend to be tip drills. I'm ready for another one. Another definition for Urban Dictionary. About a tip drill? Yeah. Only sticking the tip of your <laughs> inner chick when fucking her because you don't want the condom to fall off. Why would it fall that's off? So hor- that's my question. Why would, Why would it, fall it fall off? off? Sir? What? Do you know how to properly apply a condom? When a guy has sex with just the tip of his of his dick, not fully penetrating the female. Yeah. To bend over and shake your... Yeah, all of these are saying it's just the tip. So you're just putting the tip in. But I don't understand the condom falling out. The condom, it shouldn't be that easy to fall out, sir. Oh, you just want to stick your tip in. What? So I guess it's like it you're dirty? doing it, but like not the same commitment. Yeah, that's crazy. Another definition, one who is fine everywhere else but the face and is used for fi- sexual or financial situations. This is so sad. Yeah, it must be your ass because it ain't your face. I need a tip drill. Why would he say that? Why would he say that? But also, Nelly problematic, so. I mean, but we knew this. Let's not act like we didn't know. (laughs) Go black man. Go black man. (laughs) You strong as bricks. (laughs) You can't stop it. Something, something. Go black black man. Black chick. Go black man. Go, Go black man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is wild. But then when you have um, uh, Ken the man being like, I don't pay my bills. What the fuck's Elise? We all mad for a reason. Like, oh, she I'm just not mad. Him. I'm not mad. I get it. Look, if we're if, if I can be out here screaming, it, if it must, it must be your ass because it ain't your face. I think that we can all say, like, I don't pay my bills, what the fuck's Elise? I know, and that's the thing is that, like, I've just... <laughs> Not to say that there isn't a level of creative responsibility in music, but... What do you mean there isn't? I if just... you put your name, if you are attaching your name to a song that is put into the world, you are then responsible for any backlash that comes with it. You're I'm responsible sorry. for the black, for the, the black, the black lash, the, the backlash. <laughs> Let me pull out my black lash. Um, You're responsible for the backlash, obviously. But I think that on one hand, you just have cases where people are like, oh, how could you put out something like this? It's so misogynist. Mm-hmm. I said, look at you. When um, they're talking about killing people, what was it? Um, that Bobby Schmurder was out here. Oh my saying, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was selling practice like the fifth grade. He really exposed himself. Y'all were out here really singing that. So. I mean. Everyone was, I mean, it's kind of like when rappers get arrested, like when 6ix9ine did his shit, when Lil Wayne exactly. went to jail. You know, it's like, if you're going to put, 
if you're gonna say something in a public forum, whether it's like on social media or at least what, give me as bars. a musician, give bars, sure. But whatever you say, be prepared for somebody to come back at you for that. Oh, shit. absolutely. But the thing is that I feel like with music, most times people will let you get away with it as long as there are bars. What was it? The the she said uh, that Drake was saying like, I just love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Yeah. And but, but all the white girls love that line. Everyone put put on t-shirts and shit. Exactly. Like they. I'm trying to think of some. Let me go to my Lil Wayne lyrics. Let's let's go down the. Why is it? Let's see. Well, whose um, lyrics are we looking at? Lil Wayne. I feel okay. like Lil Wayne definitely has some of the, the at least the most hilarious lines on my end. For I mean, yeah, he's hilarious. Absolutely. He's and that's why we <laughs> with some of the wild stuff that he says i know i love watching his interviews too all right let's see oh ew not where you are explaining to me the lyric you just give me the bar uh, where are they they're just putting all the clean ones yeah because if it's in an article it's gonna be clean right yeah because the only one i can think of that comes to mind immediately was the Safe sex is great sex. Better wear latex because mm. you don't want that latex mm. that I think I'm late text. That was funny. Yeah, that was a good one. But that's not as that's not like crazy. That's not what you're looking for. That's not, I'm looking for some of the crazier stuff he said. But I can't seem to find it. Maybe that's for some preparation mm. I should have done before this. <clears throat> that's okay. It's on the it's floor. Right. This is how you know this is authentic. Okay, this is improvised. And that I have a job. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Like, God. If this was my full-time job, I promise I would spend all day just Googling funny things to say on here. But it's not right now. So I can nope. only do that on my off time. Welcome to the Abeg Bot. <laughs> I'm not... Did you just... It didn't, Exhaustion. I tried to sound excited. No. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna sound... We like, didn't come... We don't have this platform to lie about how we're welcome. feeling. Okay? We don't get welcome to Welcome to this podcast, Abeg. The podcast is called Abeg. And I beg. Demi, how are you feeling? <laughs> I beg, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. You know, I feel like in between like working and like trying to see people and stuff, I just I have a hard time actually establishing whether I'm happy in situations. You know, like you know how like sometimes you're hanging out with a group of people and you're doing something that should be stressful and you're still fine. Or even at work, like you're like your workload is 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 enough. Like it's not like overwhelming. You're kind of just in flow and you're like, yeah, this is good. But at the same time it's like you don't actually have free time. Like I feel like the moments where I do find myself with just free time, I'm just sitting down doing nothing. Oh, I'm yeah. like stressed. I'm like, I should be doing something else. I should be actively doing something. So am I actually happy? Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I'm happy. Some therapists would say no. <laughs> Some of them. Some. Mine. Definitely. Did. But I, I think that it's just, it comes back to when you're transitioning out of college and into the workforce, you're so, it's almost ingrained in you that you have to be doing something. Yeah. And even like growing up as Nigerians, there was a sense of pride joy that came from the people who cared about you when you were able to mm -hmm. accomplish things yeah. so it made and that was what kind of fueled you and made you feel happy and loved and so you kept wanting to do those things so now when you're in a place where you just kind of have to sit down there and be by yourself 
it's, it's hard because you really be looking at yourself like, why am I stressed just sitting down here? Why do, why do I feel guilty for taking an hour or two to myself? Yeah. But then when I'm actually working, I'm actually so tired right. and I feel like sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the time I should have been spent sleeping, I'm here trying to do some other sort of grind. It's just, yeah. it's a really bad balance. I think also just as Nigerians too, we're expected right after we finish school to go into the workforce or if you're back in Nigeria, you have to go to N- um, NYSC. But like, you you've just gone from five days a week doing classwork and group projects and like thesising or whatever you're doing in your final year five days a week doing hectic work two days a week cramming in all your social time because hello we want to go out go to the club and get turned right and then right after that happens you go into the to you go into the workforce and depending on what kind of job you get, you're not necessarily going to be taught how to have a work-life balance. Like, I know my job didn't do that. And most and they, people don't have that luxury. It sometimes. Oh, yeah, like, a lot of places If they notice that you, especially during COVID, there was a, a lot of people who were able to easily work from home found themselves that when they were bored, they just were, they just essentially went back to working. Of, oh, well, yeah. I guess I'm not doing anything. So Honestly. I might as well work. And I was like super depressed at the beginning of COVID too, because I remember when we all thought it was only going to be like a what? Three week thing, right? Because yeah. we were like, oh, three weeks, well, I'll just stay at home. It'll be fine. I remember when that was happening, like because all of my, all of my clients at work are on different time zones. Before, when I was in the office, it was easy to shut them off because, you know, I literally, I leave so they can't contact me. I don't have any, my, my company, at least my manager and my company is pretty good about making sure that his team doesn't check work emails on their phones and answer mm-hmm. work calls on their phones. So at the beginning of the p- pandemic, that was, uh, it was, it was harder to do because we were all transitioning to working from home. Obviously I didn't have my work phone at home. Yeah. So I had to like use my cell. And so it became harder to stop working and transition into being at home because home was my office, right? I get up and I go to work. You know, there's no separation. There's no commute. There's no end of the day driving back, changing. Like, you know, like you're in the same... My brain is able cl- to make that mental switch. Exactly. There's, there's no room for it. Like, I know a lot of people were... Um, there were a lot of studies that came out the middle of when everyone still had stay-at-home orders talking about how people were a lot more depressed because their brains weren't able to separate work from home, right? There's no work-life balance when you're living in your office. Oh, yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's what all of us were dealing with. And I think it's especially harder once knowing that that happened right in the beginning phases of of us trying to figure out how to get a work-life balance. Like, I still don't know how to have a work-life balance. Oh, absolutely I'm still working till like nine or 10 some nights and waking up early to talk to clients. Like, it's ridiculous. And I just, I'm even learning now. I don't even have a hobby. I don't... (laughs) I was talking to a friend and I just realized that there's nothing I'm really doing in my life now just for me. Let me just, for you people that are there listening, a hobby is <laughs> no now because the you'll be like, oh yeah, I have hobbies. I do all these things. I have this like side thing. But when you actually, like when my friend broke it down to me like this, I genuinely didn't, I looked back, I was like, I don't have a hobby because mm-hmm. a hobby is something that one, its sole purpose is to just bring you joy. Right. There is no other, There. it shouldn't be, you shouldn't need to depend on this activity in order to remain financially stable. It shouldn't be something that necessarily needs to happen with other people. Right. It's something that you're just doing for you and it makes you happy and that's the end of it. 
I'm even here like, oh, you know, I like to read. But when I look at the books I'm reading, like, I'm looking at my things and it's saying, oh, the beauty myth, how to combat, oh my God. like, <laughs> you know, how to combat how the ways that the patriarchy has, like, it, you know, lied to yeah, me it's not, about. It's not light reading. It's not light reading. Everything I, even the quote unquote hobbies I have seem to have some need to have some sort of mm. positive effect on my life in order for me to consider them valid. Yeah. It wasn't until the the Shadow and Bone series that's mm-hmm. now on Netflix was the first time in I don't say five years that I had read a purely fictional mm. book. And even then I think the last fiction series I read just for fun was the Percy Jackson series. Right to date myself a really and good, i read it when really when that first came, came out. out oh my god Weren't when we in, like, rick riordan was you know we in middle school or high school and that came out i think it was middle school yeah probably earlier probably it started around middle school and i think he put the last couple of books out when mm-hmm. i was in high school but yeah that i think that was the last true oh man i just love these books and they're mad interesting yeah because everything now is improve yourself you are a badass take hold of it right and <laughs> lean in (laughs) (laughs) and it's not to say that these books are a bad thing but when it comes to just looking at this whole am i just am i actually happy or am i just busy and i'm seeing myself as doing something productive Mm -hmm. so much of my self-worth is coming from my ability to be able to perform in some in some capacity everything needs to be about making me better Mm -hmm. or improving myself and that's not a bad thing but can i just rest and that's the thing is even you like just saying like need to perform and everything i think about it i'm like oh i technically do have a hobby i play piano but at the same time it's like that can be very stressful because i'm still working towards playing a certain piece a certain way to a level of perfection that is unparalleled obviously because you know everyone that plays classical piano is a crazy person and like even in that i find myself sometimes i'll sit at the piano i'll be practicing for two hours and i'll just be very frustrated with myself so it's like yeah, it brings me joy. But does it actually bring me joy? No. Yes. It does no? a little bit. But yes. I think the joy from, with instruments and stuff like that, it's a little bit more different. There's a certain level of discipline, mm-hmm. like initial discipline that has to be there. Yeah. Especially if it's something that you want to actually get good at. There, You need to get over the, I'm just doing this for fun, to mm-hmm. like, okay, if I actually want to go from barely being able to play these notes without my pinky hurting. Yeah to I can play like a full piece and enjoy it. And like, in order for you to get from the, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just hitting keys to I'm playing this piece well and I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of of stress. There's a lot of stress and discipline in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you need to reach a certain level of proficiency before you can enjoy it. And it's even like, I think the best case example is even with jazz. Part of what the fun of jazz and improvisational (laughs) jazz comes from understanding the structure of one when you see a new like key signature of knowing what notes are allowed within your improvisation time signature all of that and then once you have a good understanding of the foundation and the structure that like you're placed Mm -hmm. in then you can have fun and freedom within it and that's the thing is i think for me now i'm still just trying to find a balance of how do i take joy from this instrument because i've been playing since i was four like Mm -hmm. i've had i'd had lessons piano lessons every week for most of my life until when I graduated from uni. Mm. And so it's wild to like now be in this space where I playing myself, I want to learn a new piece. I have to 
sit down and practice it myself without the stress of somebody else like monitoring me mm -hmm. and everything. And that's a good thing, obviously. It's given me a lot more of an understanding of what kinds of pieces I like, how I like to play, how I like to practice, what works and what doesn't. But then at the same time, there's this level of frustration that comes with not being able to have the structure I used to have. Mm. And so that, in a, in a sense, it can take, that can take away the joy from the hobby, but I guess I'm still having fun. You know, it's nice because like, <laughs> like that, it's, it's, it's difficult because I, I'll explain to people I love playing piano and they'll be like, but you were like sitting at the piano frustrated for two hours. And I was yes. like, I know, but do you hear what it sounds like at the end? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll play the same four measures over and over for 45 minutes. And then at the end, it sounds magnificent. But like while I'm playing it, it sounds like shit. The practice itself <laughs> is, is very, one, just because my, my dear, the other things that are pressing. Yeah. And this two-day weekend stuff is not enough. No. <laughs> By the time I've cleaned my house on Saturday and cooked on Sunday, there's no more weekend left. It's mm -hmm. Monday again. But all I'm saying is all you people who used to front, used to yarn your parents for making you do piano lessons when you were younger, trust me, that shit actually is therapeutic, okay? Because now all, all, everyone our age now is like, oh my God, you play piano? I used to play when I was younger. I wish I kept with it. No, no, you didn't. No, no you, you don't. don't. <laughs> You don't actually no, you mean don't. that. You just wish that you had the, the talent. You wish you had the end product. You didn't yeah. want to practice that shit, okay? Let's, I'm sorry. No one, every time I say it, the next time I say, oh, I played piano for my, when I was four and I play for you, I don't want to hear, oh, I wish I kept up with it. No, stay in your lane, Jessica. You just stay in your to, lane, you just want the I don't want to hear it. Not <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whoever it is, stop it. Okay? Appreciate me. Don't try and be like, mm, this should be about me. No, this has nothing to do with you. This is my talent. And the the struggle with going back and forth with just not really having that like work-life balance is that every just everything just feels so extreme. Because like, it is. And I used to remember like what they used to say about the MIT kids where they just don't sleep. Yep. They'll work they'll just grind themselves down Monday through Thursday. Then they'll be in the club with you Thursday night through Sunday evening. Yep. And then it's back to school. Work hard, play hard. And That's it, how it just, works. I don't know. Like I, I'm still in my early twenties for another month. Yeah. I was like, girl, you're not in your early twenties. For another, I'm claiming it for the next month or so. I'm still in my early twenties. That's 20s. not how age works. You're That's, in your mid twenties now. I am in my early twenties hmm, okay. for another month or so. Okay. And Honestly, I, I, I don't want to say like, oh, the, the clubbing and stuff is not hitting like that, but it's not. It's really not. Because if I'm having to really like hype myself and be like, okay, girl, you can do this. Get up, get coffee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to just go outside to dance. Uh -uh. But when you get out, it's so much fun. It is fun. But it, I'm recognizing that it's not even in college i didn't even do it that much but even the level to which i did it then i can't do now it's yeah. just it's not sustainable and it's not like oh don't drink or anything guys but you will find like you hit that point where it's like is it even that serious i could just mm. i could just remain here in my home in my blanket i know plus like i, I guess as you grow older you realize that i can't remember who i was talking to i can't remember who i was having this conversation with the other day i think it might have been my boyfriend but we were saying that you, whatever you spend in the night, you pay for in the morning, right? <laughs> Especially the older you get. Because, like, I don't get hungover. We, thank, we bless the Lord for his mercies. I don't get hungover. But for my friends who do, my unfortunate friends who do, whatever you do on a Friday night is going to come haunt you on Saturday morning, right? And I'm a morning person. I'm not going to sacrifice my 
my Saturday morning run or like waking up to the sound of birds, being able to, to read a Why book to the sunshine. Why am I waking up at 2 p.m.? Why am I waking up no. and the sun is on its way out? But it's not even that anymore. I've become enough of a morning person that even if I'm up till 3 a.m., my body by force wakes me up at 7.30. Oh, God, no. By force. I can never. <laughs> so. I'm not there. <laughs> Don't worry, you join me one day. I won't. <laughs> God, I rebuke it. What kind of rubbish? Ugh. But it's, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make as much sense when you're able to appreciate the daytime for what it is. And it's not that going out at night is not fun. It is fun. It's absolutely fun. I feel like there has to be a better balance of even, even with going out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels like, okay, this is me building social like relationships and like bettering my time with friends and building memories. And it's like, I can't build memories watching like TV in my house. I can like by yourself. Sure. I, I mean, and it's not even that, but must I build memories all the time? Must everything be yeah. photo worthy? This kind of comes can back I just to the have, FOMO thing. Can I just have a day that, that is absolute, it's, that is poor content for Instagram. Can I have an, a non Instagram worthy day and be okay? Yes. And you should, because that's what life is. Life is not Instagram. I'm so sorry to those of you listening who have, 2k plus followers but life is not we instagram don't have that let me just say i i don't even i've it's not that i've even like gone out of my way i'm not a popular babe like that but i i'm not really out here advertising my ig handle the small followers i even have i like it that way yeah. let me just move in silence and the people who i actually know like maybe mm-hmm. i'll i'll update every so often but i, just, I have a three post a year quota that i'm falling behind on it's what <laughs> august that person wants this year <laughs> I, oh I, I haven't posted since before the pandemic. And I'm, honestly, I'm not even pressed. Again, three posts a year. I told myself that so that at least I feel like, you know, Instagram is worth keeping. Right now, Instagram is worth keeping because of Reels and TikTok. That's for it. you. For me. For you. For me. Let's specify that. For you. Be- that and the, the Explore page is starting to become more fun to mm-hmm. me again. Before, it used to just give me a lot of stress and anxiety. I know, but the, um, algor- the algor- algorithm is really working. You know, it's, it's, it's getting it's really better. getting better but yeah like it's i think it's especially hard like even just like when you're home on a weekend and you see all your friends out and on Insta- like you see them on instagram on their stories like they're out they're at a club they're having fun obviously i do have fun when i go out as well but it's like this kind of comes back to the fomo jomo thing right yeah. where it's like i'm enjoying myself i'm enjoying not going to the thing more exactly. than i would be when i'm at the thing but at the same time it's like i like to drink i like to hang out with my friends i love to dance you know, but I don't want to feel like if I don't, if I don't do this thing, I, I'm not going to be loved and ex- I'm, I'm not going to be loved or accepted by whatever people group I'm hanging out with, because that's that's really, not your friends. That's not our friends. Our friends are like that. They're not that way. But I think that that's a lot, a lot of where this um, mm, this the stress is coming the from. The stress is coming people. from a feeling like everything I do needs to have a point or validation. I mean, we all just want to be loved, but uh, uh, God loves you. It's okay. You can really just take a chill pill. You did not just say Jesus. That's it. Right Look, because sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, will this person hate me if I cancel? Jesus still loves me, so I'm all right. <laughs> I I can cancel knowing that maybe they'll maybe they'll you know be a little bit upset, a little gassed, but Jesus still loves me. So I, we're out here and we're pushing and we're moving. We try. We try. So, um, question. Question of the day. Oh, gosh. There's the enthusiasm. <laughs> um, 
who was the first person that is not a family member or an intimate relationship that made you feel enough without having to give your resume or be like, oh, I did this, this, and the, mm. and the rest? Well, maybe not the first person, but the first person that comes to mind right now mm-hmm. is um, one of my older friends from college. Her name's Cece. She's somebody who... Um, She's somebody who just like sees past what you're doing for work or when we were at school, at least she was like, she's like, she's the kind of person who would see past like what your major was or what you want to do or what your internship Mm. was or whatever. And she's one of the first people who like encouraged me to just do what I wanted to do, regardless of what my, what my family wanted or my friend, because I think she was one person who in her own life realized that the only way that she could she could genuinely please and make proud the people who loved her is by doing what was best for her. Mm. And she's like, you need to look at that in your life too because the people who say they love you, if you're doing what's best for you and it's not hurting anybody else, they should be able to support that as well. I think the second that uh, that was explained to me from another person, I, it just kind of clicked. Mm. And I feel a lot less stressed doing the things that I want and that I feel are good for me obviously within God's will and like praying and all of that. But that was one of the first times where I thought, okay, well, she's right. You know, like if I, if somebody loves me and I'm not doing anything to hurt them, they should be able to support what I'm doing. If I believe, if I genuinely believe it's good for me and if they don't support it, but they're able to at least explain why they don't support it or offer advice on what they think is better, then that's constructive. But ultimately they shouldn't be shooting me down for doing the things that I believe that that I believe are good for me and that I love to do. Right. Mm. This is an individual whose life and choices aren't necessarily a direct reflection of yours. Right. And we're saying this, we we don't have kids. Thank God. But sorry, I love children, but no, no, but we don't have kids. So maybe that's different for y'all who do even (laughs) listen to this. Yeah, you recognize, like, oh, even, like, your friends, when people are like, oh, I only hang around the bad bitches only kind of concept mm. of, oh, everyone around me must be a fine baby, but everyone around me must also be successful. Honestly, it humbles you to keep a diverse group of people around you. But also, if you're a certain type of person, certain people are attracted to your personality. Like, you say, oh, I don't need to be around people who are successful. Sure, it's not like you're seeking them out, but all our friends are very successful. And I think that's just by nature of your personality. And like it is, but that's not why we, draw. it's not the, it's not why we value them. Yeah. That's not the reason we're not going out and um, necessarily looking for friends who are these like crazy high income earners, right. with, like multiple things going on. Mm-hmm. That's not really how we judge the value of our friends. Mm-hmm. And I think with my, the first person who came to mind was my friend, Helen. And I remember like it was, it was crazy. She was one of those. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm a Christian. Let me just preface that. <laughs> God's about to come in here, but we had met up just like for coffee, and the it was so unprovoked. But she was like, God just wants me to tell you that you're enough. You don't have to keep mm. doing all this stuff mm-hmm. to feel you're worthy of like love and attention of and of people who genuinely give a shit about you. Right that you just being here is enough mm-hmm. and that I want to be one of those people. And I swear I broke down and cried. I would have started crying too. I broke down and cried just to have someone be like, you could be a billionaire heiress with all the connections, or you could just be a bum on the street, but I'm with you because of the quality of your character mm-hmm. and 
the heart that you have for others yep and that's really it Mm -hmm. everything else just kind of comes secondary and it's just you know icing on the cake which is how life is supposed to be but you know we live in a how do I put this lightly? We live in a sinful world. <laughs> a very angry and sinful world. I sound like my father. I sound like my father. <laughs> Heathens. Demi, break it down. What is, um, explain, explain the sinful world. Oh my God. I mean. For all of us, for all those of us who aren't speaking Christianese. Again, I, like, I, I sound like my father. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> I sound like my father, but we're living in a time where society is drawing further and further away from God. You know, separation of church and state, it's also a combination of the church failing a lot of people. Mm. Um, It's a combination of the church failing a lot of people, other religions being a little, like, more accepting, other sects of Christianity being more accepting and open-minded, and people also just being tired, you know? Like, nowadays, people aren't willing to put up with shit just because, you know, it's been a tradition. It's been around for thousands of years, right? They want to understand the why, the who. They want to feel accepted in a community. Yeah. And I think sometimes... In a world where information is so easily accessible. Exactly. It's hard to have faith. Yeah, it's hard to have faith. It's not, not, ju- it's not necessarily that it's hard to have faith. It's hard to keep faith. Let's put it that way. It's hard to maintain faith. <laughs> is one of the tests that we're facing now as a as a Christian community. How do you keep your faith in the age of technology when there's just so much exposure to everything? Everything. Like, if you want anything, you can get it on the internet. If you can think of anything, it exists on the internet. Yeah. And you can probably have it delivered to your door in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> or else it's free. Or else it's free. <laughs> they don't do that with pizza anymore, do they? I, I don't think so, right? My dear. Domino's doesn't do that, so I don't think they do it with pizza. Child, if they do it, I don't know. Again. If Dom doesn't do it, no one does it. No one does it. I'm getting to a a place in my life where I've I've done when we before the older people abuse me. But I remember what it was like to no sleep. Mm. Bus <laughs> <laughs> Club. Other club. club Other club. School. No sleep. Oh my god, school. school. Books. Study group. Study no group. sleep. All nighters. Essay, thesis, <laughs> music club, office hours, jazz band. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm reaching that point where this is not sustainable, yo. I'm tired. I feel like I want to fall over. I feel like if someone just tapped me, I would fall. That's where I mentally feel like I am right now. I mean, compared the, to college, yeah, aren't we all? It's like- just, it's so much, and I feel like I'm, it, I'm, I am slowly trying to unlearn having to push all the time and even Mm. when i'm sad keep pushing and even when i'm happy keep pushing like there's always some new goal some new grade some new thing that i'm always trying to achieve yeah we were raised born and bred in grind culture right like that's the whole thing especially coming from a nigerian home where you're told that you need to work hard to succeed that's like in our culture it's in our blood but no then you go to, to give it to you. Do you have do, you, do I mean, they have yeah. two heads? I mean, that yeah, you can't no, obviously. Do, do they have they have two heads that you, you can't do it? So you took second place. What the first place do? 95%. Where's the remaining 5%? What's wrong with that? Right? Like, and that start that mentality was put in all of us from well, most of us from when we were kids, and then we went to college, and at, at least I can speak to our experience. We went to schools where most people were like that. Like that was the general culture. It was just grind culture. Everyone just oh, yeah. like that is, they put that their head in books Monday school. through Thursday, and then 
Friday to Sunday, they snorted coke. And then they did it all over again. I never snorted coke. Let me just put that out there, okay? But you have all these people who are already so brilliant. You put them all together. Mm -hmm. And then you're telling them, you basically would like break down that confidence of, oh, you thought you were smart, huh? Look around. (laughs) Yeah, you were, you were the big fish in a little pond. And now like, this is the, this is the major leagues, whether that's some private high school, some like elite college of like, yeah, now you're in the major leagues and this is a new way that you have to perform Mm -hmm. and you give some sort of goal and everyone's just like, as if like, release the Kraken. (laughs) You know? My favorite, my favorite Americanism that I've learned recently is the saying, like, a bat out of hell. <laughs> I feel like that's honestly how the people were at my school. They were just, like, hyped up, aggressive, very focused, but also, like, crazy, multidirectional. They're just like, ah! You know, and like, you it's just a lot of everything. You have to be good at everything. You can't just be good at one thing. Because you can't just be smart. Because everyone here is smart. You have to be smart and either play an instrument and speak a language or do a sport. On top of that, you have to be fine and pretty. And thin, sorry. And it's just, I'm tired, yo. This spreads too much. Especially now, like, moving into work. It's even, I'm reaching this point where I, I hear all of the, well, if you aren't ready to work in your 20s and this, then you're not going to be able to set yourself up for success. It's just, it, it's coming in one ear and out the other, not because I don't believe that you shouldn't work hard, but I was like, I know y'all don't care about me. I know that if, if I fail or if I hurt myself to keep pushing and it affects me physically or mentally, you're not going to be out there paying for my medical bills or for my therapist bills. You don't actually care. So you're just on the internet <laughs> yawning dust. I beg, I, can, I cannot come and kill myself. This spreads too much. I cannot come and kill you're myself. You're too loud. <laughs> I can't hear you. Oh, all of y'all are saying the same thing, and it's honestly so tiring. Uh-uh. God, am I not only supposed to be suffer? Am I supposed to suffer for Christ, then suffer for calculus, then suffer for corporation, then come back and be suffering in my home trying to do self-improvement so that I can be improving in these other places? When is the end? You know, I'm sending my children to your church when, when, when they show up. Whenever I have children, they're going to your church. When is it? No. <laughs> because when is it Pastor enough? Pastor Esther. And in the world where you're just do like in the world of capitalism, not to say that I don't like capitalism, like I'm really out here. It's doing me well. <laughs> it's serving. Oh, me. we know. In in the world where there's always something else that you can achieve, if you just constantly, if you constantly keep raising the bar without taking time for rest in between, and that and on top of that, that's the only way that you feel like validated as yeah. a human being. Ugh. The minute that you can't perform, you feel like shit. It's painful, isn't it? You feel like a failure. You are. You are a failure. You are. Because you weren't able to perform, mm-hmm. and so nobody must love you anymore, and you suck as a human being. You know what that is called? Impotence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was really fucked up. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's by definition, that's what impotence is. But let me not just yawn any of our male, viewer, male listeners. <laughs> But it, I mean, it, you just reach that point where you, you just you you essentially become a failure. You end up reacting one of two ways. You either like get caught up all in in the cycle all over again of well, it just means I need to get back and grind and like put my pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that the right one? Yeah, that's the right one. The put your pedal to the metal <laughs> and start up all over again, or you just break down, which I did. That's what happened to me. There, 
there was a period where I was just kind of sitting in bed like, is it even worth getting up? Yeah, I still is, have those days. Is it? <laughs> That's acceptable, is, is, I guess. Is, is this the time? In a world where you can only feel happy by being busy or productive in some way, you're, you'll never be happy. And I know, like, anyone who's older than me is like, duh, duh, bitch. Absolutely. I right. get it, okay? You're smarter. You have years on you. Woohoo. Thanks. You know, let me catch, let me catch, ah, let me catch up. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. I'm now being forced to one narrow. I think that's been mm. the biggest thing is, ugh, I, can't go, I can't do everything. I can't come and go kill myself. I have to be doing good at work, then doing star performer, then to do, I also am a bodybuilder and have won first down, first place. It's, it's cool to be broad and like, girl, bodybuilder. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Keep going. I'm just, I'm listing accolades Mm -hmm. as they're coming out. Come on now. It is. I feel like I'm in the same way that we were taught to try and be really good at so many things and i don't think that that's a bad thing no i'm just i'm reaching a point where it's like let me just pick one or two yeah <laughs> let me just pick a solid two that i'm going to actually give my best effort and then for the rest we'll just as they come we'll, we'll handle them i think that's the hard thing about growing up too is letting go of the feeling that we the the there's a feeling, I guess, that we are validated when we're doing a lot, when we have a lot of accomplishments, you have a lot of trophies to bring home to mommy and daddy, right? Like, that's like, that's how we were raised. That's how we went through school. Absolutely. And it's, it's like, obviously, we should have outgrown a lot of that by now, but it's hard, especially nowadays, especially being black slash African in this country, you feel like you kind of have to be able to do everything. Just to measure up to your white peers. Even though be they're not even concerned with half of the stuff you do. No, doing. not at all. I'm slowly trying to... I'm getting out of that roadmap to success bubble. But the thought of doing everything to be good at my job and then even in my downtime, finding ways to improve, only finding ways to improve myself in like the fields that I'm choosing to dedicate to so that by 60, I have to only 20 years to then enjoy myself and sit down. Sounds crazy. Damn. Yeah. It actually, it sounds like that sounds like something, some like a crackhead would say. Like if I went to my local corner store crackhead, I was like, yo, Hey Jim, what does it look like? (laughs) For me to Not live Jim. life. I'm sorry. That was, that was a poor. Luther. G- oh my God. Hey Luther. What is like a good way to do life? I feel like Luther would be like, yo, I have something crazy to tell you. What if <laughs> we just decided that we're just going to work and that anything that you do outside of work is to get you to be better at work. And you just do that. For a long, let's say like That's 40 years. That's possible? No. And then at the end, when you've hopefully, maybe, because that's the whole thing about capitalism, mm-hmm. not everyone ends up at top. Some people got to be at the middle and the bottom. Yep. So then if you're able to make it to the top, then at the end, you can just rock that. That's so sad. Yeah. That, that sounds so sad. It, I mean, that's what a retirement plan is, right? That's essentially what your retirement plan is. And to go through life with the only purpose like with the goal of oh i want to keep working so that 
at the end i actually have time to so that right before i die i can sit down and just get ready for dying <laughs> i can just relax i can not even breathe. relaxing you're just counting down the days at that point because i don't even have the energy to be doing the stuff it sounds crazy and it's just it's not sustainable and especially now that we're living in a totally different world experience than the generations um behind us where there there is a less definitive road to success yeah i mean yeah because people are becoming tiktok famous at 17 and making millions of dollars and that's success but then you also have people who work through corporate for 40 years and become ceos and that's success too and then you have actors and rappers and performers and olympians and like success is very differently defined now than it was before and there's just there's so many ways to be successful that i i think that when correct me if i'm wrong demi but there's like a biblical concept of just like a there there being a time for everything yep and to concentrate most of your life into like a quote-unquote growing season doesn't it, it it almost feels a little bit ungodly to me that you spend so much time in in just one phase of your life mm-hmm. that you don't even really kind of give credence to the other parts only to do so like at the very end yeah it feels like the, it's the math isn't mathing i think it's ecclesiastes i'm like actually looking for it right yeah it's ecclesiastes three for everything there's a season a time for every activity under the under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to harvest a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build up a time to cry a time to laugh to grieve and to dance to scatter stones and to gather stones and it keeps going which is sad in fact there's this there's verse nine of this it says what do people really get for all their hard work oh my god in fact <laughs> read that my friend welcome to ghetto bible studies with d and esther oh my god i read read that verse so nine. verse nine what do people really get for all their hard work what do they I've, get i mean no be reading and it says i've seen the burden god has placed on us all yet god has made everything beautiful for its own time he has planted eternity in the human heart but even so people cannot see the whole scope of god's work from beginning to end so I conclude there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are the gifts of God. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken from it. God's purpose is what people should fear him. And then this is important. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God, because God makes the same things happen over and over again. And then the, the second half of this chapter is the really sad part. We're not going to talk about we're, that right now. We're, we're, not, we're not out here before. <laughs> let, me just, let me fast forward to the very last verse of this chapter. So I saw that there is nothing better for people to do than to be happy in their work. That is our lot in life. And no one can bring us back to see what happens after we die. Period. Damn. So all of you guys are here doing something for legacy. My dear, there's maybe i just don't have the work ethic maybe i'm just lazy maybe i'm just lame ghetto bible stories translation <laughs> my dear there's that you need to find a healthy balance between all of those things That's you can't right. just here be working and like only trying to improve yourself socially or improve yourself professionally sometimes you need to just sit down sometimes you need to break down mm-hmm. sometimes it needs to be too much where you actually need to sit down and like refocus and reprioritize because it's certain things are 
are not sustainable being done long term. I mean, ask yourself, are you actually happy working all the time? Your answer is probably no. If it's yes, good for you. Keep working. But even one day, you're going to have to stop working. And it's not because we're ashamed of hard work. If anything, you are able to value rest when you've worked hard. Mm. When you're just... And we all kind of had that period where the first period, the first couple um, days or weeks of COVID, it was great. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely lovely. It was peaceful. It was peaceful. But then by month two, three of waking up at 11.30 a.m., wearing the same clothes, Waking up at 11.30, we have very different lives. (laughs) No, that's when I reached the point where I was like, I mean, there's not really a point for me being up at 7, so Mm. I might as well just go back to sleep and try this at a different hour. She's not wrong. You know, like, at a certain point, it kind of got to a point where just resting all the time was in itself fatiguing. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we're ashamed of hard work or we're saying that you should not be working hard and you should just be going and enjoying yourself and doing facial masks and going to club, but... Not facial masks, going to club. I think that we very much find we and a lot more people than are willing to speak up for our generation. We're actually more so on the other side. We were working ourselves to the core. Mm. We're whittling ourselves down in the hopes that we may be able to like make something of ourselves for some, a lot of people. They're finding out that it's, it's, it's not feasible. It's not feasible. Even then, all that they were working for, they get it and they figure out that they're not even all that happy when they get there and there's just something new that they're currently trying to achieve now. What a sad life to live. It's so debilitating. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mad tired. I'm not happy, yo. Let me just say this. I'm just tired. If you're afraid right now to say that, like, working yourself to the core and you're like, man, I feel like every time I hear about us 20 something year olds being talked about is how we're just so lazy and we don't want to do anything and we just want to be here eating some kind of toast and doing um not toast i know avocado then to be (laughs) then to be out here doing trips and we're out here drinking too much coffee and that's why we don't have money for house it's and you just and you're wondering you're like that's not more than that it's more than that it's definitely way more than that (laughs) But if you feel like this is all you're hearing, I'm here to say (laughs) that's a lie. And I'm with you, my brother or sister, that it's it's kind of tough being on the other side, feeling like I'm not hearing people talk about how to properly rest and how to get myself ready to run. Mm -hmm. I'm not being able to take the time to wind down and like get myself ready to a place where I can work hard. It's the point where working hard feels like I'm I'm at a ne- I'm already starting at zero and we're going towards the negatives. I right. there's there's no recharge. This is so sad. But are we happy or are we busy? And I think that when you actually look at the long and short of it, not to say that every time you should be every time you're in a hard working period, you should be like over the, the moon, excited of like, yes, I love going to the library at eleven PM to study for my exam. No one's saying that, but I think that there is a certain sense of accomplishment or a certain level of focus that comes with, okay, I rested seven hours. I had a good breakfast. I'm ready to put on the, the soundtrack to star Wars and study for the next three to four hours and get that done. There's, it's not, it's not so much that you're super like joyful about it, Mm -hmm. but that you're ready and prepared to run the race. And I think that a lot of us aren't taking that time to recharge. So we're starting off already tired. Yeah. 
And it's it's not even just starting off tired. And it's actually, no, it is starting off tired, but it's not just like a physical thing, right? It's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual. Like we don't, I don't think we actually genuinely know how to rest, number one. And number two, find peace in work. Mm. That's something that I definitely struggle with is finding moments of peace while I'm working. I do well under stress. So I tell myself I don't have to find moments of peace when I'm working because I'm still delivering and I'm still doing well. I'm still performing highly. But like at a certain point, I know I'm going to crash. I'm just waiting for that. I'm just trying to prolong that. (laughs) Just just stretching it out a little bit longer, which is why I definitely need to be in therapy. But, you know, we'll talk about that another day. (laughs) And there, there just aren't these the same immediate milestones after academia. If you choose to leave the that world, you will notice that the same like serotonin or dopamine, whatever chemicals you get from a finished semester. And here are your grades. And here's how excellent you did, ma'am or sir. God, It goes away because you just start working and that's it. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's just some new project or new event or something that you're heading or mm-hmm. working or collaborating with. And there is, there's supposed to be an arc to the human experience. This is not Pokemon. You can't catch them all. It's, it's, it's just, but I don't want an arc. I want a plateau. It's something good. You know, (laughs) why can't it just like get better and then like stay there? Stay there. (laughs) Why is that so much to ask? Lord, why? What? Lord, why why can't I I just look and feel the way that I will at my peak for the rest of my life? You know, we just don't encourage failure enough. Yeah. It, it, it's like, you know, from, what did they say? From glory to glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from one success to the next. Mm-hmm. And not, not addressing the beauty of failure. Right. There is something to be said about doing something and not being good at it. Or doing something and having it go absolutely horrible. And receiving grace from it. Yeah. I had this big project going on and I, it had been about a month in and I wasn't making any progress. It just looked like everything was all over the place. Mm. One of the senior engineers had come in and, to help me just plan, like to design like a whole new strategy. And he's just like, we're just going to start from zero. Right. <laughs> and I, at first I was like, oh my God, I'm, this, I'm a horrible engineer. And this is what stupidity looks like. Oh my God. Personified. Me, Esther. It was just so hard to get out of myself. But this man, like, and he even like explained to me further. He's like, I mean, it didn't work. That's okay. okay. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We move. You just, that's, that's how life works. You do some things and it fails Mm -hmm. and we just move on. (laughs) It's just, it's okay. That's it. But no one's, no one's mad at you. We just recognize that this didn't work and we're going to try something new and it's going to be fine. Just fine. Just fine. It's all just fine. It's all going to be fine. And it, it was just so comforting to have someone be that cool with me fucking up. It, it, it felt like, wow, not even just like, oh my gosh, like he doesn't care. But the, even then there was like an understanding that in order for me to even get better at my craft, I needed to fail. Mm-hmm. I needed to do things and just not be good at them. Yeah. I needed to like pursue things outside of work that were totally unrelated to my job. One of my coworkers was like, 
I'm this weekend. I just want you to take some time off. Like right. you have some like because we're we they were kind enough to give us some like paid time off even as interns, which is that's really nice, right? But he's like, I just want you to use some of your vacation days. Go on a trip. Don't think about work. And then come back and start fresh. Yeah. Obviously, it helped. Mm-hmm. It was nice to just kind of take that time away because one, I I was able to sort of see my own ridiculousness. I saw like I was like, why am I here crying over over computer? Computer code. Uh uh-uh. uh. Is it that serious? Yes, it is that serious. <laughs> it's not. It's okay for it to be that serious. <laughs> you just have to be able to learn when, like, how to take a healthy amount of time to cry about it and get frustrated over it. It's okay for it to be that. It is that serious. It is. It is. Some, sometimes it is. Now, <laughs> as an intern, it definitely was not. They're not going to, you know, have me do anything that was that critical. Yeah. But the work that I do now is. But mm-hmm. funny enough, I will find that I find way, I am way more forgiving of myself now. Mm-hmm. Something will fail. I'll just be like, all right. Yeah. Uh, see, look, the senior engineer will be like, oh, this is actually a better fix. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saved. In fact, now I find myself, before I even start projects or do anything, um, hey, can we just have a meeting real quick, James, oh Mike? Let's just let's just set up a quick one-on-one, 30 minutes, and we'll just, we'll just talk this thing through because I'm not going to be here spending two-plus hours out of my dates. Like, I'm going to come prepared. I'm not just going to come with zero. Right. But... I'm, I'm also here yeah, not just trying to kill myself to prove that I am someone who's like worthy. Like part of it is just knowing it's okay. It's okay if you don't know. And it's okay if you fail. Just, yeah. Let's repeat that. You know, it's, it's okay if you don't know. It's okay if you fail. I think a lot of times, especially as Nigerians, we are expected to perform at a high level without admitting when we're wrong. And that's kind of what's wrong with our country is people don't know how to admit when they do something wrong. They just want to cover it up. It's okay if you don't know. It's okay if you are wrong. Admit it. Move on with your life. But it's because there's such a, there's this weird social consequence. I won't say like, <clears throat> an um, I won't say there's like a, a real, an actual real consequence, but there's this weird social con- consequence of trying something out and then failing. You're almost kind of like, ah, look at you. So you and look at you doing I too know. And now you failed. Meh. No, but that's the thing is we should be okay with that criticism. Why aren't we? I'm, I just, if I fuck up, you are rightfully allowed to call me out for fucking up. And I'm allowed to say, yes, I did. And accept the criticism and move on. Why is that so hard? Cause it feels like a personal attack. And it's not. That's, that's it. That's really it. feels it. like an we assault on it. your character because so because your value is tied in being this successful, high-performing person. So when you're not able to do that, it feels like you failed not just as a um, as an engineer or as a worker, but you failed as a person. Mm. This is now not it. just that this was wrong, but you as a that's, person are wrong. That's it. We need to strip away taking it personally, taking criticism personally, taking advice personally when it's literally just to help you get better and even if it is personal separate that shit from yourself okay if somebody tells you that your dress is not fine that's their opinion like, somebody tells you that you're useless that's their opinion if you know you're not useless and you're working hard and that uh, their criticism is wrong you prove them wrong or you don't and you just or you don't that's true <laughs> or, you don't. or you don't and you move on and but you like move you know on. but that's fine i think that so much of this is is that we know this. We know and understand that there is time, especially at the age we are at, to... <laughs> Say, meet, like, we're old. 
we're not we're not old you said you said there's time especially at the age that we're at okay? especially i'm no, in my mid-20s and i'm in my early 20s that's why you're I said in your time. mid-20s early. we are in our mid-20s don't say we your birthday is in like three excuse weeks. me my You're senior mid-20s excuse me my senior yes i'm your senior but we're both now mid-20s no, we're not that's together not, we're not the that's same that's not how age works that's... you were born in the same year bitch but excuse me have i crossed into the mids oh i have not God. so therefore i'm in my early 20s lord i thank you for giving me patience um that's that's the gift you bestowed on me hey, thank you like for i patience. was saying there is <laughs> there is there's a lot of knowledge from people who are older or more experienced than us telling us that that we have time mm-hmm. but and i believe them that's the crazy part that's what's so messed up this you is know, why i need you therapy know that you, you i have know time. you're right but my brain is actively like no or maybe it's the devil. Though. It's the devil. <laughs> it has to be the devil. I'm sorry, fam. It's the devil. Because it's taking all this advice, knowing it's true, but then still having to fight my brain whenever it's like, um, I'm sorry, ma'am. You just wrote that code incorrectly, and this senior engineer with 10 plus experiences, with 10 plus years of experience, mm-hmm. solved it in two seconds. You're a failure, and you deserve to go into a room right now. My God. Okay. I'm, I'm not a failure because myself of... Only over maybe a month or two, over a year of industry experience is mm. not at the same level of intelligence as someone with 10 plus years. Right. Of that's just in that one job, but that's yeah. not even just period. That's just in the same job that we're at. But the the mental hurdle of having to remind yourself till it becomes like a routine where it just becomes normal for you to know that I have time and I can grow and I can change, and that's okay as a human being. It is just it's where it's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. It there's the there's still so much cognitive dissonance between where I am and where I want to be, mm-hmm. and I just find myself caught in between the already and not yet. I know that I will eventually get to a place where I know because I'm actively taking steps to learn, and I know that my value isn't tied to what I'm able to physically do, and that I should and do surround myself with people who care about me outside of what I'm actively contributing to them. But my brain is often <laughs> disagreeing with yeah. me the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard because that should be feeling real because it is real question mark. I guess it is, but yeah, that got too deep for me to even try to dissect it. I took it too personally. <laughs> I took that shit too personally. It's real, but it is it. Mm. <laughs> my damn confused. Too. I Me too. Well, I guess let me ask a question, right? Let me ask you the question. How are you trying to be a better person today? Uh, oh, that's me now. Kind of lighten the mood. <laughs> that just got so sad. Oh, okay. How am I trying to be a better person today? I'm trying to be better at forgiving myself when I drop the ball. <laughs> and not just drop the ball like I do something and it fails, but even in the moments where I can't even, I can't even that day. I can don't, only odd. Don't, don't use Brenda's face, please. That's no, <laughs> not Becky. No Becky statements allowed. I just, I can't even on <laughs> days where I can't even to just be like, it's, it's okay. It's okay that you can't even, we'll just, we'll try this again <laughs> in another couple of hours. We'll try this again tomorrow and recognizing that it's all part of the arc of my human experience 
not necessarily giving myself too much leeway where I'm out here just not working hard, but recognizing that there's so much unlearning. There's so much I'm grateful for a school for, but also there's so much unlearning that I'm having to do. And it's okay when it like, it's not always one-to-one and I'm doing thing and I'm, I'm more harmful than helpful mm. <laughs> on certain days. That's true. What about you? How are you trying to be a better person today? I'm trying to get better at asking for help and also asking for a break, taking a break. Because mm. I find that my biggest problem is I'm like my mom. I know I can do everything, but I want to do it on my timeline. And my timeline is right now, no sleep, no breaks. School. <laughs> but school. <Jazz> <laughs> study group study group yeah i mean next place no breaks all at once while i'm young while i'm awake i can sleep when i'm dead mentality 30 by 30 my god <laughs> and that's it is that like i i know that and the part of the problem is i function i i can still function well i do well under stress i'm still high functioning under stress and so i tell myself even though i'm stressed i'm still performing so i shouldn't take a break or i shouldn't ask for help and that's something I'm trying to work better on and hopefully become a better person by taking more time for me. Wow, it sounds so selfish. I'm like, I need more time for me so I no, can be a better to you. <laughs> that's where we'll end this thing on. 2022 is my year of selfishness. I don't care about you anymore. Oh my God. I'm focusing on me, myself, and I. Okay, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. For real, like, that's really... That's the fact. Let me not even say it that way. But let me not say that's how I'm going to be a better person today. But let me end this on a positive note. It's okay if you need to be a little bit selfish. Yeah. Especially if you're my age mate or younger. Just join the club. Selfish 2022. We're out <laughs> here. Just, if I need to take a break, I'm going to take a break. Ah, are you going to be there paying my hospital bills if I collapse? No. So, I'm going to take a day off. <laughs> are you going to be there making my food for me? Well, no, so I'm gonna this order. Is all, this is also contingent of of you know Delta going away and Epsilon and Lambda not showing up. Let me just put that <laughs> out there. So COVID permitting and the Lord willing, we will have a selfish 2022. Yeah, not that being selfless is a bad thing, but no, it's uh, not. I, I think we've normal like, ugh, especially like especially now too much of the time is give, 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 give of yourself to your relationship, give of yourself to your work, to your school, to your job, to your, uh, uh-uh. is it not enough? Are you not tired? Are you not exhausted? Yeah. The spread is too much. The spread is too loud. You're asking, I know if you're listening out there, you're asking yourself, what is spread? I keep asking myself. I'm not even listening. I'm here with you. What is spread? (laughs) Spread is just nonsense. Spread is the thing that comes out of people. You know when someone is just talking too much and you can see a little bit of the... Stop, not the spit. The spit droplets coming out. That's that spread. When someone is talking too much and they're feeling themselves too much and they're talking so loudly that you can even start to see the water droplets. That's spread. And it becomes spread when someone is yanning dust, when they're saying rubbish, when they're speaking nonsense. Not yanning. Yanning dust. Yanning my dust. Lord. If my, listeners, what is yanning dust? Speaking we too much. We know what yanning dust is. Do they? Okay. Well. We know what yanning. But dust yeah, is. that's what it is. The spread is too much. Is too loud. I'm not here. Selfishness. Is I can't come and kill myself. I refuse to do it. I will survive. I will. I will. I am determined to live a healthier life. I will have joy in every season. 
joy from glory oh my, to from glory to glory. Oh my gosh. Ah. Well, on that note, thanks guys for joining us today. <laughs> we hope you have a wonderful week.